Okay, so welcome to another Creative Spin podcast. And today we have another creative person here. So this conversation will be interesting. We'll, we'll try to dig into the whole creative side, but also a little bit of the business side and how this all started. Casey. Shay. Shay. Yes. Yeah, we're just talking about how pronounce, how I should pronounce his last name. No, I get and that I all the time. I didn't want to ruin it. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> this is how we went. Okay. So we'll be talking right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Workplace One, a company offering boutique private offices, co-working spaces, virtual office solutions, and meeting rooms. Amazing spaces in the best neighborhoods in Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. These spaces provide a stimulating environment to build, network, and drive business. With five different locations in Toronto and one in Kitchener, Workplace One is definitely where you want to be with your business. For more information, just uh, jump over to their website at workplaceone.com. Casey, welcome. Yes. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. No, thank you for, for showing, showing up and, and displaying all this great artwork. Uh, for those of you who are just listening to the podcast, well, here's a good opportunity to jump over into our YouTube page and, uh, and take a look at, uh, at some of the artwork that we're going to be displaying from Casey. Um, we met a couple of weeks ago. That's right. Which yep. was uh, was uh, a, a great uh, a great opportunity there. We were at the Workplace One uh, event down on Peter Street. You had some of the um, you had quite a few of your pieces, your artwork there displayed. Yep. And um, actually, curiously enough, you were there, and I'm I'm pointing at one of the uh, drawings <laughs> here because of, of one of the other companies that was mm-hmm. that were there uh, yep. creative creative arts uh, collective arts collective yes. arts sorry sorry collective arts and um, and you one of your drawings actually ended up, ended up in, in one of their cans yep it was on the jam up the mash can for the uh, series 10 uh, which was I think it was in stores last October till January. Probably because I went back yeah. to see my collection at home because oh, yeah. I've got a small little cl- collection going on. And there you are. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> now, I always got a kick out of because uh, people would post pictures of my can on their Instagram account and tag uh, Collective Arts in it. And it was just a kick. I just got a kick out of seeing people like just holding it and like yeah. showing it off on their their own feeds i thought it was really cool no and and i think i think they they have a really good thing going when it comes to displaying artwork on in their cans and it's it's been really fun for me as a collector yeah uh i've you know i've always been involved with arts and 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 the creative side of things so when i started seeing these cans showing up with nice drawings and stuff. I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. I'm starting to shop not for the flavor of the beer, but for the actual looks of the beer, which was kind of weird. (laughs) That's well, that's, that's what initially attracted me to the brand as well. Yeah. I'm just going into the liquor store and just, yeah, just looking at all the cans and seeing all the cool art and I know my wife, my wife keeps saying I'm crazy because I keep choosing drinks based on the label and I go, well, you know what? If 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 I get lucky, it'll be a nice bottle or a nice can with some nice liquor. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's my kind of uh, <laughs> my kind of thing on that. Uh, but we were talking just off uh, off the air for a little bit, um, and I and I just want you know to now bring that conversation into for into sure. the podcast. Um, how about you tell people that are listening to to this podcast 
how it all started. Like, how did you get into being a creative person? How did that all begin? Uh, I was definitely born into it. Uh, My dad's an artist in Kingston. Uh, He does mainly does uh, impressionist painting. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of group of seven esque stuff. He's really into Renaissance, so it's uh, really beautiful, cool stuff. Um, but when I was growing up, Dad would always encourage me in whatever creative field I seemed interested in. And uh, so, if he saw me drawing more, he would buy me drawing stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like like I was telling you before, I all of a sudden seeing Nirvana on Saturday Night Live wanted a guitar, so he got me a guitar, and I started playing guitar. And I wish more parents were like yeah. that. Like, I, I do that to my kids now. Like, whenever I see that they're, they're interested in something, I try to help them out and try to give, you know, and incentivize them into continuing to do that. But unfortunately, you don't see that much. No, it, and it is unfortunate because it's, uh, it's brought me so much joy. And, like, in... You know, because that's actually been your passion, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. And, and, and this, this is what I'm trying to say. A lot of times parents, well, we're starting to see a shift. Uh, I think parents are now giving in to the idea that, you know, kids should do what they are, are yeah. good at and what they like. But, I mean, I'm old. So <laughs> back in the day, it was yeah, like, yeah. you're born and you got to be a doctor right, or right. a lawyer or this. It's like all of these preconceived uh, notions of what you're going to be as as an adult. And, and you know, it's good to see that it's shifted. For it's, sure. It's now shifted and, and well, you're I, a perfect example of that. Yeah, and I find too, um, even if you're not going to pursue a creative career, it's still such a great hobby to have. It's Absolutely. such a like, and really fulfilling rather than, cause I don't really watch a lot of shows anymore cause I'm drawing too mm-hmm. much. So, but it's, it's rewarding cause it's relaxing and I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and then at the end of it, I've something that I can show people. So it's, it's this really, uh, really cool thing. Like, you know, but this this became it became a hobby for you, for sure, right? Yeah. It's something that you you love to do. Uh, obviously, you went along kind of in the same lines. You're still into uh, your day job is still within yep. the creative realm. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, so you're a designer, right? Uh, but this was the passion that you, you you now have turned into somewhat of a little business as well. Yeah, absolutely. Like in it was kind of uh, I wasn't really expecting uh, to make it any like sort of side business. It was just something I did because I liked doing it. But those it. are the best businesses. Yeah, yeah. The ones that don't feel like it's a business. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just kind of started out doing, just doing it just because I liked it. And then kind of getting lucky enough to show the right people who said, you've got to take this and do this with it. And not really thinking but your artwork is good i mean it's not just being you know lucky and the right people if if your artwork sucked nobody would have said it yeah yeah it would probably go oh yeah casey that's it's good that's good all right i'll catch you on the next one yeah yeah (laughs) oh for sure well and yeah it was kind of like maybe a trial and error like just testing the waters um i've got a friend uh his name is brooks reynolds and he's a he's a photographer and he he put me into the first show I was ever in because he was opening or he was, he made a magazine that he wanted to do a release for. He wanted to have some artists come in and display their stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I had shown him my stuff and we're friends and he said, you got to show your stuff off. 
And I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Not knowing how people would react to it because mm -hmm. it's always the subject matter has been similar yeah. <laughs> throughout. So I was like, ah, it's kind of dark. I don't know. People think it's weird. Um, but then people really responded positively to it. So that, that was a little bit of the, the what I, I usually call the artist syndrome is that we never think that our own artwork is good enough. For sure. And yeah. we always think that our style isn't the right style. Yeah. And then you tested something out. Colin, what are you doing, man? Uh -oh. oh, no. <laughs> uh, we just had an accident here in the uh, podcast session. And uh, yeah, no, we don't need to call 911. We're good. Um, but like I was saying, we always have, as artists, we always have this higher standard that we put... To ourselves, For that sure. doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? And you're talking about your style. Let's dive in a little bit into your style because sure. I like it. Thanks. Oh, well, I'm glad. <laughs> I like it. And obviously, a lot more people do yep. as well. Uh, but there's, uh, there's a, common, a common aspect here. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's dark. It's just kind of the, I don't know, it's, the aesthetic is... Uh, it reminds me a lot of the 60s and 70s horror yeah. movies, so I'm, I'm guessing well, that's, that's the inspiration. Like uh, Horror movies were a huge part of it. And um, so when I was a kid, uh, I'd go to video stores. I was born in the 80s. Give me a break. Hey. I went, so I Listen, went to video stores. Listen, you're talking stores. to a 70s guy here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd go to video stores. Um, and I was just... There was something about the horror section that drew me in. And I can't really explain why, but I was just fascinated by it. And it might have been because my mom wouldn't let me watch them. Well, it was definitely because of yeah, that. Yeah. It's a forbidden thing, right? So I'm actually, I have to give my mom a bit of credit for that because <laughs> it actually fed my imagination uh, because I would just pick these up and just basically look at the art, which was, if you look at a lot, a lot of old horror movies, it's, it's a lot of art it's just painting actually back not, then yeah. i i honestly i love the posters from that era oh, like yeah. 60s 70s 80s because the poster said so much yeah right and uh, and the the artistry that was behind those posters were i don't know compared to today today they, i mean i'm not saying they look bad yeah it's just a different sure. way of telling the story right yeah for sure and yeah because well now it's it's a lot of photoshop work which is you know no I do, I do Photoshop work, so <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. trying to slam Photoshop, but I love the artistry from 70s, 80s, uh, like horror movies. Because those, I don't know, those were hand-drawn. There's yeah, something special about that, right? Yeah. Well, and that, that might have been it, too, as, a, as an art fan, as a kid, because of my dad. Um, most other genres, there's photographs of people... Mm -hmm. It's drama or action. Yeah, you would get it's the main actress or main actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, sure. But uh, but horror had art and it was mysterious and I didn't understand it and it scared me, and I would scare myself making up a story because I didn't I didn't read the back I didn't watch the movie I just looked at the art, and so I made up uh, I'd make up a story to the movie like in my own head. And turned out years later when I actually saw the movies, they did not live up to the story I had in my head. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, did they match? No, not at all. It didn't even come close. And, and I was really fascinated that um, an image gave me this, like, what could it be? What is this? And I started telling myself a story. And I like bringing that into what I do. I like the idea that someone could look at one of my drawings and start telling themselves a story and ask, what happened before this or what's going to happen after it and where did this come from and yeah uh 
I, or what's it like to be there? I remember thinking that a lot. Like I, I want to know what it's like to be there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love the, the, uh, the, uh, mystery aspect to it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I find that's, um, easier to accomplish through dark imagery is that sense of story mystery. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot of the artwork you had display there, the, when, when we met, uh, was definitely with the dark side of, uh, the, of the spectrum here. Uh, this is a, like, and I'm pointing at one of the, the paintings again, if you're just listening to this, <laughs> please go to our website. No, go to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're just talking about websites and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go to our YouTube channel and check these out. Um, so like this artwork that we have here, um, Talk to us a little bit about how this is done. Like, so this is uh these things are and this one too. Uh, well, these ones are scratchboard and this one's clayboard. And clayboard is basically uninked scratchboard. So, mm-hmm. um, so for people who are listening, basically you buy these boards yeah. and then you edge in them. Yeah. So, so it's a I'll, different process. It's here. definitely a different process because four years. This is fairly new to me. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're doing a good for, job. For, well, thank you. <laughs> for years and years, it was I was all about pen and ink, and mm-hmm. that's I did pen and ink or I did graphite, um, and then I discovered this stuff, and it was this yeah this opposite almost opposite way of drawing. So I I still start off the same way. I sketch it in pencil, but then instead of taking the black pen to fill in the dark, I take this like little scratch tool and I carve out light. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it's really interesting to be able to all of a sudden bring out, uh, uh, highlights. Mm-hmm. I was so used to getting to a point where I was ruining drawings because I just drew too much and I was just, okay. it would take, and all of a sudden I'd lose the highlights because I just went too far. Yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. I discovered this. It's like, Oh, wow, I can... <laughs> I can, and if, if I make a mistake, I can fill in the shadows again and I can yeah, that, that brighten is a, up the a, a, highlights. I can darken the darks. It's yeah, it's a really cool way to, but, draw. but you do, uh, like you were saying, so you do sketch these out first. So yep. the, the, the overall idea of what you want to do, for and sure, yeah. then you grab one of these and you just go for it. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll sketch it right onto the board, uh, because I, the, the sketch process, part of the process is actually really important to me. I, I want my sketch to be pretty bang on mm. as far as, uh, what the finished product will look like. So you like. can actually, uh, do you use a, uh, like a pencil or a pen on this first? I'll, and then I'll you use sketch a, just a regular, like, yeah, HB pencil. Cause I'm guessing just, on top of the black, you can barely see it. Right? Yeah. And actually, well with scratch board, you can just rub it off with your hands actually. And it'll just, the pencil will come right off. So there's no messy, pencil and mm-hmm. on the clayboard and, and this is amazing like you're very detailed with uh with your artwork here it's, thank you this is uh i i can't even imagine i i, I think I, w- I personally would get so stressed because i would never see the end of it but and yeah. i value this type of work so much because i you must be a very patient man well i guess so <laughs> well it's funny you should say that because I often look at these things and think they're not detailed enough. Really? And I think, oh, geez, I really got lazy with that one. And, uh, but yeah, so it's... So we got a little bit of the yeah, artist syndrome coming yeah, back yeah, again. It's, it's coming back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it, it's... Do you find that this this is, um, is your stress relief? For sure. Um, 
I found uh, after a hard day at work or, yeah, if anything in life is stressing me out, if whatever, if I go home and I just sit down and draw and I lose a few hours because I'm just into the drawing, when, when I'm done, yeah, it's kind of what I was saying before. It's, it's like this, there's this reward for the, the stress because uh, it got me into this this place where I just wanted to zone out. Yeah. So it's like meditation. It's really important though. And then even on the last uh, podcast, we were, we were talking to Mihai about this. Uh, I, I, I th- we're all of the opinion that people aren't giving themselves enough time for themselves. For sure. Yeah. You know, th- we live in a crazy society. Let's, yeah. let's just say yeah. oh, the yeah. truth is the truth. Oh it, God, it's yeah. crazy. We're running all the time and there's like, things that need to be done yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always like this whole pressure that we have on us and finding what is, what works for you is so important. And, and I think, you know, the, 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 the cliche thing is find what you love to do. Right. Totally. And yeah, it's funny because sometimes people will say to me, they're like, how do you find the time to do that? And I'm like, well, I don't know. What do you do when you, you go You find home? the time. Yeah. They're like, well, you know, I go down, I, I sit down, I watch TV for a few hours. And I'm like, well, that's where I find my time. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of watching TV, I, I get a, I start drawing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it, it, but it is kind of funny about people kind of perceive that they, they don't have enough time, even though they probably do, but I know for a lot of people that I've talked to that it does seem like work mm-hmm. to like sit down and draw and do something. But for me, but it's if it's just, your passion, it's yeah, not work. It's just, yeah. And, and it's all about finding the, the time. I mean, uh, we all come up with excuses. Oh, I can't do it now. I can't do it now. Right. But you know what? If you really, really had to, you, you will sure. find the time for that. Uh, another thing, because we have quite a few, uh, you know, young entrepreneurs watching us and, uh, we always try to bring in a little bit of the entrepreneurship. Sure. So, so, you know, everybody's example is good for, for a tidbit of information of, of a tip or a trick or, or just kind of going through the, the, each and everybody's process here. You, you currently, and then I was searching for you online to, to get a little bit more uh, information about your artwork and all of that. And then one of the things that we were talking about is that you currently don't have a website, mm-hmm. but we're talking about how that is not as important nowadays in a lot of aspects yeah. as it was before. You have your, your Instagram mm-hmm. and you have your Etsy. Yep. Tell us a little bit about that process and why, why, why that's working for you. Yeah, well, I... I well, like I was saying before, I, I did have a, 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 a I website. did have a website before, <laughs> and it was just kind of one of those things where I was, I was like, I just don't know if this is doing anything. Why am I, why am I maintaining? Why am I still paying for this? Whereas I get more traffic on my Instagram, on my like I've got a Facebook page, uh, my Tumblr account. Uh, and I'm an Etsy page. Because uh, you know what? I, th- I honestly think when it comes to this kind of stuff, uh, a website is just there. People have to actually go look for the website. For sure. While on social media, it goes to, to the public, goes to the audience directly. Yeah, and, right? and it, it's like with a page like Etsy, you can actually see where your hits are coming from. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting to see if I uh, tag something horror movie. And I can see if someone saw that tag and found my site through that tag. Um, so I think with a, 
just a regular website. Yeah, it's yeah. People definitely have to be directed to it. I yeah. think. Um, it you know if you're like not a huge artist, then people would have to find out about it through you or, and if they're gonna find out about it online, it'll probably be through your social media. Yeah, that's what um, I think too. So, but the whole process of, uh, of you said you started this as a hobby mm -hmm. and then, so starting it as a business was kind of came with the territory of, yeah. you know, more and more people asking you for things. For sure. Talk a little bit about that, how that all came to be. Um, it was kind of, and, was, and if yeah. you don't mind me ask, and if you have any pointers for anybody yeah. that's kind of on uh, at that level where, you know what, I've been drawing, I've been doing things or whatever it is that they do. And now I'm getting asked, mm -hmm. you know, to provide more of these services. Right. Like, what would you advise them to do? Uh, I would say, yeah, do because I, 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 I did a I probably did the worst thing that an artist should do is I started doing stuff for really cheap, <laughs> which wasn't great. Uh, it got to the point where I started getting scolded by by friends are like, you shouldn't, you're like giving this away. Stop giving it away. It's worth something. But it was one of those things where, uh, like the collective arts thing came up and I started getting a little more traffic there and kind of people like connecting the dots being like, Oh, well you do that. Could you do this? And I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I could do that. Um, one of the things that really kind of got me going with like a lot of traffic was I started doing pet portraits on the scratch board, mm -hmm. which wasn't, um, I guess it's a little, maybe not as uh, common as other uh, mediums for pet portraits. Mm -hmm. So people were really drawn to that. So I started to get, especially like around Christmas time. Oh yeah, I it's can just see that like, happening. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, they, they, they come in floods and, and then I'm pretty much booked right up until almost Christmas Eve where wow. I'm like, I hope you get this on time, but, but you <laughs> told me. On the, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, just kind of trying, uh, yeah, kind of breaking out of my, uh, comfort zone and just taking new opportunities doing, uh, like I do the, the, the spooky flea market for Rue Morgue. And that's just getting my stuff out there. I like the, there's um, the show called The Salon of Inclusiveness. So you definitely advise people to get out. There. Yeah, just for get sure. out. Get out there. Like um, Andrew that runs the Salon of Inclusiveness at Black Hat. That's a great show for someone who is maybe uncertain about uh, how people will, will perceive their stuff because it's welcome to all. You can put your stuff up. And you can go to the show and just like see people react to the show. You don't have to like, I don't know, I guess it's not the right term, but audition. You yeah. Um, it, it could be anyone. And that's, so you, you get to see how people are yeah, reacting right yeah, on the spot, just, right? And that's what I really, when I started doing shows, that was really what I got a kick out of the most was watching people look at my stuff. Because I was like, oh, people are looking at it and they think it's interesting. That's kind of neat. And they kind of built up my confidence, and so I wanted to do more. It was almost like a drug, like, uh, like oh, I want that again. <laughs> like you want that feeling people are, again, people right? Are, like pointing at it and talking about it. That's cool. I want that to happen more. So get out there, and I guess the other thing is value your work. Value your work, yeah, for sure. It's it's really tempting, especially because uh, I used to be in a band, so I I know the one part and of like the other side of it where 
a band could be like, hey, this will be great exposure. We don't have any money, but this will be great exposure that happens. You'll get so many clients <laughs> yeah. from me. It's not even... Like, Which doesn't <laughs> really happen that often where Never. you're like getting a... Oh, it's like, oh my God, he was right. Look at all this work I'm getting. No, that doesn't happen. It won't happen. So they're basically just getting free stuff. Exactly. Uh, which I was on the other side of that. So I'm like, I know bands don't have money. Like I totally yeah. get that part of it too. So... Uh, but I still do band merch. And well, we were talking. You have another little side hustle. That's right. Yeah, you, yeah. That kind of branched out from from your art, which is t- I'll let uh, you present it because I, 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 I found this idea to be so cool. <laughs> I don't um, want to spoil it. Yeah. I want you to go. I call it uh, fake band shirts. Awesome. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's fake bands, real shirts. So I just like started a T public site because again, kind of like starting up doing shows. I'm like, I want to see if people respond to this uh, before dive. You know, I don't want to have a bunch of stock exactly. that I'm not going to sell. So T public's great for that because I don't need stock. I just send them the file, and they do the rest. Uh, but the whole idea behind it was, I really enjoy designing band stuff. I really like band shirts. I like designing band shirts and, and I, I still do for actual bands too, but I like fake band shirts because I want to design something that I want to design without anyone, no band member interfering or no, No. uh, you know, manager or creative director. Like, that's good, but could you do this or that? I didn't want any of that. I just wanted to just do it and post it. And, um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Like as kind of a, obviously I, I make more with this sort of stuff, but it's, it's kind of fun to just see, Hey, you've made a sale (laughs) and someone buying this fake band shirt. So for the future, would you, would, would the future be, um, would you like to, to see yourself in a position where you would just be doing all of the stuff you love? Is that the end goal? Um, I think so. I, I kind of like, um, I like interacting with people every day. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like having to leave my apartment for a reason. Okay. Um, I think ultimately if I were to be able to branch out, I want like a studio that had like a community. Oh, there are I actually, yeah, yeah I, I actually like being around. I think secluding myself wouldn't do me any good. I think I get a lot out of being around people. So if I, I, I absolutely would if I could do just this stuff for a living. I would love that. Yeah. But at the same time... But you would also want to have that I want to have a little community because I, I kind of like... Because I'm a designer now and I have a community of people that I see every day. They've become friends. And you just... You're able to bounce ideas off yeah, of them. And for sure. Just, and you know. it's... It, it kind of... And, and I get uh, a lot of inspiration from other people. Uh, and even if it's not like a direct, like, Hey, you should draw this. Even if it's, they just say something that just clicks with me and I'm like, Hey, that's kind of interesting. And then I kind of work it out and do my own thing with it. Um, but yeah, but if I could, if I could go to an office, like the office I'm at now with all the people I like and and do this stuff. Oh my God, that'd be a dream. (laughs) I'd love it. All right. So any last words for any young a uh, creative person out there that's listening or watching this right now. Um, any advice, any tip, anything I, that you want to leave out or if I you would, just want to, any message, whatever. I would just say, just don't stop. Like just keep, uh, because if you're anything like me, 
it was years of these things just piling up in my closet and that's all it was. And there was no, in that, in that time, there was no, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know I'd be able to sell this stuff. I didn't know collective arts would pick one of them up. So I was just doing it just to do it. And I think that was the biggest uh, benefit rather than thinking I'm going to do this because it's going to get me here might not be the best approach. I yeah. feel like you should do it. If you're passionate about it, just do it and just don't stop doing it. And, uh, yeah, that's good advice. Going. All right, kids, <laughs> if you heard it, now you do it. <laughs> All right, Casey, thank you so much for, ugh, look at this. I had to hit the microphone. Now I was going to say, thank you so much for, uh, for listening, for, uh, for passing by and, uh, you guys for listening and watching this. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll be in touch with uh, any other show or any other great. new stuff that might be coming up. We'll put all your uh, information on the, uh, on, the, on, on the descriptions and, you know, the usual stuff. And you guys share, comment, like, do all the, the fun stuff that everybody does online. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>